This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, a work of the Ulaga Church of Christ. Welcome to Shepherding Our Hearts with Addie and Tina Shepherd. Happy Thanksgiving, um, everyone. It's Thanksgiving. Oh, it is Thanksgiving. It's my, like my favorite holiday. I love it so much. Thanksgiving? Yeah. You think that's better than Christmas? I, this is why I love it so much. Just because, like, I don't even care about the food that much. We were talking the other day, my friend and I, and we were talking about, like, the different foods that people think of when they think of Thanksgiving. And I was like, I don't care if I even eat. I typically don't eat at Thanksgiving. But I want my family and friends that might be over to have what they want for the holiday. So I'm all about, like, making sure that everyone has their food. That's fair. To please them. Like, that's really all I care about as far as the food goes. Although, Wyatt, if those um, those who might be listening know that Wyatt has become kind of a, a grill master. He smokes meat on the grill, and he smoked a turkey and a ham today for Thanksgiving tomorrow, and it was kind of unbelievable. So I didn't kinda. get to try it. Fun fact, up until about last week, I was a vegetarian. And I had been for like 11 or 12 years. Like, it's been a long time since I've had meat. And then I accidentally had meat the other day. And I was like, well, at this point, it's just over. So I started eating meat. So this will be like my first Thanksgiving where meat is actually a part of it and not just rolls and corn. So I'm kind of excited. It's back on the menu, boys. Um, Yeah. So before we get into our lesson, last week I talked about how I did a podcast without mom and I thought it was terrible. <laughs> Turns out I got like 100% on it. So almost. almost. I forgot to, I got 100% on the podcast That's part. I just yeah. forgot to turn in the resource. Actually, no, I didn't forget. I didn't know that there was supposed to be a resource paper, but there was. So I was I was impressed with myself. And I went back and listened to it. Although she said not to go listen to it. I she, did. She found it for me, so she knew I was listening. But she actually did a really good job and didn't even cough, which was impressive because it she was, was coughing quite I a bit. I paused it like every 30 seconds to cough. It was but, rough. Yeah. Had done a Yeah. I think a great job. So shall we jump into our lesson? Let's jump into our lesson. We shouldn't keep people very long today. It's Thanksgiving. So. Also, it's 6.28 p.m. and we leave for church at 6.30. 622. 22. We, we got time. We have eight minutes. That's That was math working in my brain. I feel like this is not going to take very long because we picked to do actually a lot of women tonight. A whole lot. Like a thousand. So luckily we're not going to cover them one by one. 700 wives. And 300 concubines. Just like that, they know who we're talking about. That's right. Well, it's also the title of our lesson will be Solomon's oh, Wives. So. Solomon's Wives. First Kings chapter 11. Addie's going to go ahead and read verses 1, one through 8. eight. Jinx. Um, but King Solomon loved many strange women, together with the daughter of Pharaoh, women of the Moabites, Ammonites, Edomites, Zidonians, Zidonians, and the Hittites. Of the nations concerning which the Lord said unto the children of Israel, Ye shall not go into them, neither shall they come in unto you. For surely they will turn away your heart after their gods. Solomon clave unto these in love. And he had seven hundred wives, princesses, and three hundred concubines, and his wives turned away his heart. For it came to pass, when Solomon was old, that his wives turned away his heart after the god, other gods, and his heart was not perfect with the Lord his God, as was the heart of David his father. For Solomon went after Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Zidonians, and after Milcom, the abomination of the Ammonites. 
And Solomon did evil in the sight of the Lord, and went not fully after the Lord, as did David his father. Then did Solomon build an high place for Chemosh, the abomination of Moab, in the hill that is before Jerusalem. Jerusalem. <laughs> Jerusalem. And for Molech, the abomination of the children of Ammon. And likewise did he all for did he for all his strange wives which burnt incense and sacrificed unto their gods. So the point I wanted to bring up, I don't want you to take it, so I'm going first. <laughs> um, was that you should pick somebody in your life. Nope. You should pick somebody to be a part of your life to marry who has the same goals as you. Because this will help in you not getting distracted by said person. Because those people can distract you if you let them in too close. So basically pick a spouse that has the same goal as you. That's great relationship advice too. And try. advice that I've given to all of my children to not only choose someone who turns them back to God, but also to be a, yeah, a partner that turns them back to God. So because there are times in life where you might get discouraged or your spouse might get discouraged. Um, maybe things are just really difficult in, you know, health wise or maybe the loss of a job or the loss of a family member or something. And it can be easy to get discouraged and to turn away from God. And so we need to find a partner who you know is going to turn you back to God when times get tough. And so that's just so important. And I think it's important that both partners have that same attitude, that they are both ones who in times of hardship or trouble or anything like that are going to turn towards God and to turn you back to God and just remind you of the promises of God and that he is here for us through thick and thin and no matter what happens here on this earth, that God is there for us. And so, I mean, the thing that struck me as we were going through yeah, um, these didn't verses... I really read this before we started. <laughs> the thing that struck me as we went through this was that it talks about how Solomon's heart was not perfect with the Lord his God, as was the heart of David, his father. And obviously, if you look at the life of David, you know that he messed up a lot. Did he? I think we've actually talked about him before. We have talked about him before, but the idea being, like, obviously David was not perfect and that he never fell short. But we're told here that his heart was perfect before God, and we're told other places that he was a man after God's own heart. And it's just that idea that David was always willing and quick to repent and he always was seeking to do the right thing but we know that he stumbled and fell many times as we will too so just the idea that um david did have someone to turn him back to god even if it wasn't always his wife right if it was nathan the prophet or um that kind of thing and they would turn him back to god and he would repent and solomon here he picked people to be in his life and we know that kings Often, like, they would marry people based on contracts they had and that kind of thing, like, with other nations. And so that's where some of his wives came from. But he was always trying to appease his wives and give them what they wanted, as opposed to what was... Being a leader of his household. Yes. Doing what was maybe... Not maybe. but Doing what would be best for them. Because, obviously, God had made... Um, an agreement with Solomon and had said, if you will follow after me, then I will give you wisdom and your your throne will be established forever. 
And so gave him this conditional promise, but it was conditional. He had to be obeying God, um, but instead he chose to follow after his wives. I realize we've talked a lot about Solomon in this lesson, when really what it comes down to is it was his wives that turned him away. He let them. Because, and this is where, this is where we can bring in the women a little bit, but women can be manipulative, which is First of all, manipulative is not a word, but manipulative manipulative (laughs) is. um, But anyways, we have to realize how much control we have and we need to maybe not make so many suggestions to our husband. Not suggestions, but we can't. Demands. Demands. Because there's a leader. You can make a suggestion. You can be like, I think this might be a good idea. Then don't bring it up again. Because that's nagging then. But if you just are like, hey... Maybe this, you know? And I think a lot of it is the approach that we yeah. take, too. Like, you I'm know... I'm assuming these women were like, I want this and I want this now. Yeah. I mean, you and think of a Delilah or you think of something like that. Um, Potiphar's wife, who was just like day after day, right? And they wanted to go and to serve their idols. And so he he just appeased all of them. And I'm sure, you know, I mean, when you have that many wives and concubines... If, you know, these 30 here that, like, Solomon made temples to their gods, then, of course, then the other, you know, the next 30 were like, hey, well, what about our god? And what about our, you know, and so he just then mm-hmm. made more and more and more concessions. And so he, he could have been, yeah, he could have been one that turned these thousand women to God. Yeah. But instead, the thousand women turned him away. Basically, let your husband be the leader. Huh. Huh. It's like submit, God it that way. Submit yourselves to him. Yeah. I said that right. You did. I didn't, it didn't feel right coming off my tongue, but it was right. Anyways. And I think we may have brought it up last week, um, but the book you were reading uh, and the point it made about Adam and Eve. I don't know that we did. I think we talked about that after the podcast. Oh, sorry. That was a, that was the after show. So <laughs> We should start recording the after show. Sometimes <laughs> after the show, it gets real deep and it's better than the podcast. And then we're like, who pressed the stop button? <laughs> uh, all right. So go ahead and make your point about Eve. Oh. That was so good. So what happened in the Garden of Eden is that Eve was alone, right? And without her husband, she made the executive decision to do something that she thought was going to be best for them spiritually. Because Satan told her that if she ate of the tree, that she would um, be wise like God, you know? And she was like, this can be so good for us spiritually because we'll know good and evil then. So when Eve went off alone without her husband and made a spiritual-minded decision, what happened? They fell. They fell. Now the whole world <laughs> has sin in it. She got, like, she, they, they were punished. They were kicked out of the garden. There was all kinds of sin there because she made a decision alone that she, she thought was best for them spiritually. Satan never tried to tempt Adam alone. It was Eve. She was, yes, she was tricked. That's in Genesis chapter 3 in case anyone was listening that was not aware of that. So, yeah, Genesis chapter 3 and starting in verse 1. And you can just see how, you know, he just changes a little word. He just does enough to... Just enough to trick you. Just enough to trick her. And I think that that was something I hadn't thought of before, was the whole idea of she was trying to make the best decision for them spiritually. But that's not her role. 
Her role wasn't to make any decision without him. That is a team effort. That's right. And God made us, I mean, when it, when he created Adam and then created Eve to be his help, um, that was fitting for him, right? He gave each strengths and weaknesses and all of this, and that when they come together as one, that not to say that they will never make bad choices alone, because obviously you can see Ananias and Sapphira, and there are right. other examples where right. bad choices are made. But in the beginning, when they were created, God... But- if Eve had consulted her husband, he probably would have, I can't guarantee you this, but more than likely he'd be like, hey, let's not listen to a snake. <laughs> um, we don't really need to be no good and evil. We have, we have weekly walks with God. We don't need that mm-hmm. extra. So just some food for thought. Let's not make spiritual decisions in our family. And let's choose someone and be someone who turns your partner back to God. Amen. That's it. Um, let's end with Proverb uh, 30. and or wait. Proverb 30. Don't make fun of me. 31 verse 30. I can read that if you yeah, would Yeah, that'd like. be great. Proverbs 31 30 says, Favor is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. That's actually one of my favorite verses in the Bible. That's it. I talked about it when we brought up the virtuous woman. You did. I did. I did. So that was that was it. Because obviously Solomon did not choose that kind of woman. And, you know, it did not go well for him. Yep. And you know what's really cool? It being you. Thanksgiving and all. Aww. Um, we always end our podcast by saying thank you. Thank, thank you. you. But I didn't know. I thought we were supposed to ask. Do we say thank you? Oh, yes. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs> We hope you enjoyed this program. We encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on Pandora, Spotify, or Podbean. Thanks for listening.